and good morning. Hey, welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls. I'm your host, and I'm ex- I'm I'm pretty excited about our guest today. Um, this lady has become a friend of mine via social media, and um, we've had multiple conversations. She is absolutely an amazing rock star, and and it, it appears just about everything she does. So. Um, I want to go ahead and welcome my friend Claudia Steppen. Am I saying that right? Steppen to yes, you are to the show. Welcome, Claudia. Thanks, Ken. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm super excited. I've been watching your show, and I see all the amazing guests you have on. So, feel honored to be here to have a, a live conversation with you. And like you said about like becoming a friend on social media, I definitely feel like that's the connections like that are building, you know, through live video you know, interacting with people and the power of social media to, to connect with people who uplift and inspire. And you're certainly one of those people to me. So thanks for having me on. Uh, well, thank you. I, you've um, I've I've caught several of your live streams and, you know, you, you're a uh, you're quite the quite the little motivator yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so and I know, you know, I know a little bit about um, some of the stuff that you challenges you faced in life. I, I don't know everything, obviously, but um, and and you're still just killing it. Um, you may want to move like just a little bit to your. There you go, right, right about there, right there. Sorry, you were just a little <laughs> bit off screen. So um, you know, I, I do. I I created the show um, in an effort to give back to the world. And, um, and, and it's really to help people get unstuck that are stuck in life. And we've all been there, right? We've all, all gotten stuck. We've all been paralyzed by fear and everything else. And, and so, you know, that's what this is about. And, 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 you know, I like to always start out with, um, having you tell everybody where you're from, where you were born and raised. All right. Let's start there. Yeah, let's start there. So I was born um, not too far from where you are now, uh, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, my parents actually both immigrated to the U.S. Um, from Germany separately. They didn't know each other in Germany, but my dad came over when he was about 18 um, on the ship, you know, as an immigrant looking for, you know, the American dream, right? Um, my mom came over when she was about 21 and was coming on vacation, but met my dad in a German club in Pittsburgh, fell in love, and wow. decided to stay. So um, when I was born, I was second uh, child from my parents. I have one brother. And, you know, we, we had a very typical upbringing. You know, my parents um, were hardworking people. Um, they actually, my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned, they owned a small business. Um, so I grew up you know, I'm in the small business. And as soon as I was capable of contributing to the small business, (laughs) my brother and I, you know, started to help with little jobs. And, uh, you know, you know, we, we lived a typical kid life, you know, like go outside and play until dark, um, come inside, have dinner, you know, play with the, play with each other, um, wake up to, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and, you know, go to school. You know, nice little neighborhood, um, just your, you know, typical uh, middle class kind of environment. Um, and that's that was where I was born and raised. So 
And so, and is that like the Pittsburgh area, right? Um, it's a little more east of Pittsburgh. Okay. More residential, more um, you know, suburban for yeah. sure. Um, Greensburg is is the was the town. Um, Ligonier is close by. That's where okay. Rolling Rock is made for yeah. anybody who drinks <laughs> Rolling Rock. You know, um, I'd say that would be like something about the area that yeah. um, people recognize. But you know, very residential, very suburban. Yeah. You know. Um, very, you know, typical of that kind of, you know, just a, a not a city, not a not a country town, kind of right there in the middle. Right. So, so you, uh, so your parents were entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, what kind of business did they have? They had a printing business. Oh wow. Yeah. So they did, um, you know, a lot of, you know, and back then, you know, there wasn't all this digital printing, and you order online and get your business cards done online. So they did, you know, that was a, a booming business for a long time in, in their era. And um, so that's that kind of what my, my parents did the whole time. My dad started his own business soon after he got to the United States. I think he started out in Iowa, and he did an apprenticeship for a newspaper. And then when he moved to the um, you know Pittsburgh area, he quickly opened up his own business. Um, so when my mom met him, he was already doing that. And then she kind of joined him in the business side and did all the, um, you know, the, the administrative side, um, a lot of the invoicing and the billing, delivering, you know, um, and that kind of stuff. So, so growing up with um, entrepreneurial parents like that um, mm-hmm. and being involved in the business at, at, you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't when you were five, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you still like, you know, you, you saw it all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and, and, and being, you know, the child of, of immigrant parents. So do you speak German? Um, I do. I, okay. I definitely probably have lost some of the speaking yeah. part of it. I can understand it still very well. Um, you know, I know that, you know, if I was to immerse myself in it again, it wouldn't take me very long to get back to it. But, you know, there's not um, out here in California, I don't get to use it <laughs> very yeah. much. Um, but my my brother actually spent some time. Uh, he went into um, engineering and did a lot of work over in Germany. And he has been able to hold on to it a lot better than I have. So, wow. But, yeah, you know, the, I think the things that I learned the most um, from watching and from being um in, in an entrepreneurial family, first of all, um, I saw the work it took, yeah. you know, I saw the amount of time my parents put into the business. Um, I saw where I did see the, the, the flexibility freedom, like my parents could take me to work. Um, my mom could take me to school, you know, she could leave and go as she pleased. Um, so there was that flexibility factor in it. Yeah. Um, but I also saw the amount of work and effort and also the responsibility and the, um, like, you know, all the, the risk you take on certainly, um, lots of big investments in that industry with yeah. machinery. So I saw some stressful periods for my parents too, financially, um, when, you know, something would go wrong or, you know, a client didn't pay. Um, but, and then I also just learned, um, you know, just, to do it yourself, like that whole, like doing it yourself, you know, you have to, you know, just, there's no one telling you what to do. So I saw my parents work very, very hard and I saw the benefits of being an entrepreneur. I certainly though, as I got older, 
I knew very early on that I didn't want to take over the business. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, and my brother as well. You know, we both, that certainly could have been something we did. Right. Um, but I know for me, I it was, you know, not what I enjoyed doing. Um, although I value, you know, the work ethic I learned and understanding, you know, how to own and operate a business. Um, I definitely didn't, I definitely knew it wasn't something I was passionate about. So I, I knew that it wasn't something I was going to consider, but. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, my, my mother-in-law is from Pittsburgh and she's German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think. Maybe, maybe they hang out at the German club together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her, oh, well, her, I think it was her, um, her, I don't know if it was her parents or her grandparents, maybe her grandparents that had a huge bakery in, 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 uh, Pittsburgh, like, and they had the horse and anyway, we have some of the antiques that my wife has, uh, has, you know, uh, accumulated from that. But, um, so, so you, so you grew up in, in this entrepreneurial family. Um, you, you went to, did, did you go to the same, like, elementary and junior high and, we and moved, high school. Um, we moved when I was in fourth grade, not far, but to a, I ended up in a different school Okay. Uh, early on. So then the rest of my middle school and high school was, you know, with the other people okay. around me. Yeah. So did you, um, did you go to college? I did. And, um, so my teen years, you know, I was always, I had an adventurous spirit. I, that's another thing I've kind of reflected on, like what's been the common theme in my life. Yeah. Um, seeking adventure and just experience and kind of just being open to like, you know, if I had a friend that was saying, Hey, you know, let's move to the beach for the summer. I was like, let's do it. And I would be the one like getting out the newspaper and looking for a place to live. And I just jumped on those opportunities to just, you know, explore and have adventure and stuff. So, you know, my, my middle school, high school years, uh, you know, I had that spirit. They didn't, it didn't always lead me the right direction. Um, so <laughs> right. I had, like, like most teens, you know, you have those, those years. Um, yeah. when I went into college, uh, you know, I always did really well at school and with grades and with, you know, you can't, you know, I, that was always an easy thing for me. Um, I definitely wasn't like a high achiever. Like I wasn't like, school, 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 you know, I, yeah. I definitely wanted my social time with my friends, but I did well. And so I, you know, when I got accepted to college, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I don't know if any of the viewer, viewers here can relate to that. Like, I definitely was not a person that like coming out of high school, I was like, this is, I know what I want to do. Right. And so like, I remember going into college, just being kind of like, that's the logical next step. But I had no idea what to focus on. Um, I, I just didn't, I didn't have, you know, I remember thinking about some ideas and back then too, it was like, you, you really didn't, it was just like all the basic things, right? Like the, the typical career paths that you would consider. Right. And, um, you know, I just didn't know. So I went in as a business administration, you know, degree into Penn state. And, uh, the first two years is your general ed credits. So I just did my general ed credits. And then while I was there, I was like, okay, I got to figure it out, right? Because in your third and fourth year, you have to focus in on, you know, something specific. Right. I still didn't know. And, and through college, I did work. I worked through college um, in restaurants, waiting tables. Um, 
So I, I knew, again, I knew the one thing I loved was adventure and I loved traveling. We, I did get to travel a lot with my parents growing up, especially back to Europe to see our family. And then around, you know, the Eastern coast, they would travel a lot for their, their social club activities that they had going on. So I knew that. And so Penn State had a, um, a program called Hospitality, um, you know, Hotel Restaurant. Okay. Management. Yeah. So I saw that program and I thought, okay, at least I know that I, I like to travel. I love um, going to different destinations. Maybe I'll pick something in business that will get me into um, amazing destinations in the world. So hotel restaurant management seemed like a good fit. And that's what I ended up getting my degree in. Wow. Hotel and restaurant management. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, so, <laughs> okay. So you graduated college. You, you got yep. your, your bachelor's degree in yep. hotel and restaurant management. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so you, what happened after that? Okay, so what happened next was, you know, I had my degree, um, you know, they had a really great um, percentage of getting people placed out of that industry. You know, the number of people that got jobs, like recruited out of college was really high. I interviewed for four different companies. Um, Marriott was one of them. Um, Grand Heritage Hotels. Um, I forget the other two company names, but they were all hotel. Well, one was a, a, a restaurant chain. Right. And um, I interviewed to go into the different management training programs and was you know, looking at all the different options. And um, again, like Marriott wanted me to move to Washington, D.C. And again, I knew that I didn't want to be in Washington, D.C. I, I knew I wasn't a big city girl. That was one another thing I knew. I knew I didn't like big cities. I liked nature and right. I liked mountains and beaches. And that's what I wanted in my life. So I turned down that one. Um, I basically ended up like not really liking the locations that they, of the place, one of the companies said sign first and then we'll tell you the location. Oh, and I was like, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. So I <laughs> yeah. Turning down all four offers. And literally my parents were like, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had a friend who had mentioned they were moving to a ski town in Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, I'm moving to a ski town in Colorado with no job. Wow. So that's where I went next. So you Rest went to Col- you went to Colorado. I moved to Colorado. With no job, not knowing what you were going to do. Yeah. I just showed up and um, got a place to live, got a, got a waitressing job. I mean, I always found waitressing was yeah. such a simple. Yeah, right. Simple way to make money. Um, it was, to me, so easy to be nice to people. Like, I mean, it's such an easy job really if you can be nice to people and and, and you're good with people right like yeah. and, you, and if you right fit for a, a nice restaurant that has like high ticket items you know you can make really good money as an 18 to 22 year old you know so it had always served me well as far as giving me way more cash than like yeah. a typical retail job or something that other people were doing to make money um on the side of college so i did that i went out there and i went to uh to a mountain town. Wow. Yeah. In in Colorado. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so um 
So uh, okay, well, by the looks of your your backdrop, especially with that wild animal sitting on the couch back there behind you, cleaning <laughs> himself, <laughs> like preparing for battle or something. Right. Um, so um, that does not look like Colorado in the background. No. No. So. Um, I, you know, I spent two years in Colorado. It was a great time of my life. Again, lots of adventures, meeting lots of new people out on my own, kind of like really on my own for the first time. I mean, college, you're on your own, Yeah. but you're not like, you're still kind of, you know, not. So Colorado was my first place to really be, you know, totally like, okay, I'm in adult world now. This is, um, it's up to me. Um, I had a, such an amazing time, Ken. I mean, the, the beauty of the mountains, um, being there, snowboarding every day, you know, um, just living life. Right. And that's what always I, you know, so I wasn't like the chaser of career, you know, I was more like, I'm the chaser of life. And I, I loved living there and it was wonderful. But then, um, in the second year, it snowed on the 4th of July. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, this has been great. But I think I need some summer. So I actually, I literally got out a map, you know, and I was looking at, okay, if, if the mountains isn't going to work out, what other place can I live? And I had taken some road trips already at that point out to California. Okay. And I, so I had driven the whole coast, San Diego to San Francisco and just fell in love with, you know, the ocean and everything. Um, I did meet my husband, um, in Colorado, he was doing the same kind of thing. He was spending winters in the mountains and summers in Central America, um, just traveling. And so, a very we, you know, we had that same adventurous spirit about us. And so we met, started dating in Colorado, and um, we actually first went to Austin, Texas. He was from Texas, and um, when we just decided very quickly to leave Colorado, um, we went to Austin, Texas first. But we knew it was a temporary location. I, I enjoyed Austin as well. Um, great city. Like as far as the city concerned, not too big and lots right. of music, lots of culture. But eventually we, we made our way out to California and we literally just chose a place to live by driving the coast and, and thinking about every single town and finding that perfect balance of, you know, like, again, I didn't like crowds. If I was going to live at the ocean, I didn't want to fight a thousand million people to be on it, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Ended up zoning in on this area here, um, Ventura, California, which is south of Santa Barbara, north of LA. I'd say again, it's, it was very small at the time. And it's the only thing it's really known for is, um, Patagonia is located here. So that's how we ended up here in uh, Ventura. Wow. Holy crap. So you're kind of, um, I, I love that. I like you're, you're, um, you're just one of those people that like almost like pinning the tail on the donkey. Like you just, <laughs> you just like pull just out a map it. and throw a dart. That's yeah. where we're headed. Yeah. Just go for it. I know? love that. I love yeah. that. Love that. So as much as I hated the fact that I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. I mean, cause that was something I always just was like, I couldn't quite, you know, find the perfect match. Um, you know, I always knew that, that I wanted to live in a place that I felt like I was on vacation. I wanted to live a life 
that wasn't trying to get to vacation, right? Like I wanted to have a life that I had that balance yeah. all the time. And so that was one thing I always knew. I just didn't know, you know, it, it changed and it morphed over time of the different things it looked like. But that was just something I knew. And I'm glad I followed and stuck to that because again, like you were talking about overcoming fear and things like that, you know, there definitely was pressure. And like many people can relate to, there's pressure to get the career, start the career path, you know, to, to, you know, to stick with the solid to, to the, you know what I mean? Like to turn, not to turn those jobs down, like to take yeah. the job, you know, how right. could you turn like, you know, a job to, to go out and listen where we had no job, like those kinds of things. There's always that pressure while my parents didn't, they were supportive. I know that I freaked them out early <laughs> on, um, because they were worried, you know, again, yeah. it, part of, you know, even though they were entrepreneurs and they had that spirit, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the pressure to kind of make sure you're, you know, to, you're not getting too out of the box, you know, is, is certainly there. And, right. um, but you know, when you're young, that's the thing I always say, like, you know, when you're young, you can take risks, right? You can take major risks when you're young because you don't, it's just you, you know, you're not providing for a family yet. You're not, you know, you can make changes. If you have, if you mess up, you can start over. Like right. you have any opportunity. There's nothing to fear when you're young. I mean, you, that's when you should be taking the opportunity to go after anything you want, because it does, you know, as you get older, it does get a little more complicated, you know, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're feeding people, when you're feeding your children, you, you got to make sure that they have what they need. Then it, it can be a little harder. So that was definitely, um, that's true. So then when we finally were in Ventura, you know, I, I finally was like, okay, this is where I want to my home base to be. And I, at that point, was then looking at management opportunities in the local area of restaurants and some resorts that are in the area. And I started looking at that. But by that time, I had spent so much time in the hospitality industry that I realized that it was a major burnout factor for management. Mm. Uh, it was 60, 70 hours work weeks. It was nights, weekends, holidays. I was already seeing how my husband and I had very opposite schedules. I was nights. He was days. I was you know, he was during the week, I was on the weekend, it was like, we were passing the baton, you know, we weren't even seeing each other that much. Right. So again, I just through circumstance of getting into a conversation with the bartender where I worked, he had just finished his, his teaching credential. And he was like, you should teach. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that before. I never, ever thought of being a teacher as being something that I had considered prior. Right. But um, I went and did some substitute teaching at um, a middle school because you can substitute teach with a bachelor's degree. Um, so I went and just tested it out. And I found immediate, immediate gratification in working with um, kids. Um, wow. Sparking, you know, excitement and fun and in like making it fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, building relationships, um, that, that I immediately knew this, this is for me. Why didn't I never consider this before? And, um, so I went back and got my teaching credential, which I had to do at night, um, you know, at a, at a school in LA. And, uh, it took me about two years to get through the entire program. And then I went into my first, um, teaching position 
in um, 2001. And that's the same time we got married and we bought a house. Wow. And now, and now, and now the serious adult life begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, wow. So, so you, here you are, 2001. I mean, you can't be, you're not, like, you're not, you're, you're like, what, tw- 25, 6 at that point? Seven? Well, I was born in 74, so, yeah, 6, 26. 26. So, yeah. 26 years old, you find out that you absolutely love teaching and, and, and sparking, um, getting kids fired up about life and mm-hmm. learning. Um, and you get married, you buy a house. Um, by the way, the, the backdrop of your wherever you are looks like a vacation spot to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. right. So that that's pretty cool. Well, you're right. from the you're from this area, so you you, right. you know yes. what I'm talking about. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So mm-hmm. so you know here you are like that's young. Twenty six is young. I don't care what any. I, I, I my birthday is tomorrow. I'm gonna be fifty. And happy! And, wow! It's, Yay! It's, it's gonna be a party. Uh, yeah, I had the party. My wife had a, I had a bunch of people over yesterday my family. Uh-huh. Um, but so, you know, at 26, you don't really know who I'm sorry. I'm getting a, a, a call on Facebook. It's weird. Um, you don't <laughs> at 26 years old, you don't really know. You don't know. There's no way you don't know at 26. No, no. Like I, I've been there. I mean, but I you was, think you do. Huh? <laughs> See, you think you do? I mean, I thought I knew oh, yeah. from like sixteen on. From sixteen on, I thought I knew. Right. But the thing is, is and that's the thing is, anytime you're talking to a younger person, like they're going to be like, "I know exactly what I'm doing," right? Uh, yeah. But you know, that's part of life. You 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 definitely learn as you go. Yeah. Um, and you can look back. You have the op- opportunity to look back and reflect. Right. That's right. where you know, I feel like this age is the best because I really feel now I feel like I really know. Yeah. Right. But, right. So I thought I knew that. <laughs> so you're, so you're at, at 26 years old, you are, you, you're getting into teaching and things are, are, um, starting to move for you. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, things you're, are good. yeah, it's, it, you know, things were good. I, I always, I had up to that point, I followed my passions. Right. And, you know, everything, I, everything was falling in place. I met, I met someone I loved, you know, I, right. We, we moved to California we were able to buy a house, which was a miracle in itself. I mean, we just, you know, we just got so lucky with that <laughs> because we just hit the timing of the market where they were like giving out loans to people. Wow. Um, cause it certainly didn't show massive income on paper. Yeah. But right. We had, my, we, we had good credit and they were giving out loans and we, we got lucky to nab some real estate here in Ventura. Nice. So that was a, a total luck factor. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we were, we were happy. We were, you know, we, we were happy. Right. You know? Right. Our, so our family, we were so, I mean, and here's the thing about you is you, 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 you still look like you're 26. So, um, that was like last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, um, so you've, you've, so life is going well for you. Have, have you had, 
like along the way though i mean have you had any um you know challenges that you thought oh god this is the end <laughs> like like you know like all of us do we all hit those those walls that's what this show is yeah. about like how, right you know what what are some of the challenges and you don't have to get into specifics but what right. are some of the challenges you've had to face and and go through and 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 how did you get through them yeah so I was reflecting on this when we were preparing for the show because I was thinking about what have been my challenges. And like I mentioned, like, you know, there were a lot of things in my life that weren't challenging. I, I feel very blessed to have grown up in a loving home um, with two parents um, that taught me morals and values and were strict on me, but but loving at the same time. Sure. I mean, so um, I, you know, there I didn't feel, although I'd say in my teen years, you know, definitely there were times that things could have gotten really wrong, gone really wrong. And I just, by the miracle of above, I, they didn't. And so reflecting back on that, like, I'm like, okay, I got lucky many, many times there. Um, I think where things got probably the most stressful in my life up to this point, um, were, you know, we, we got the kids, we, we started having kids. So, we were so ready for kids. You know, I, I remember when we brought home our daughter, you know, and we laid and just stared at her, you know. Yeah. We were lucky to have uh, four, four years together before we took the leap to say, okay, we're ready for kids. You know, we were able to time that out right for ourselves and so excited to start that and being a parent. And then two years later, we had twins. And again, we were so blessed and lucky to have our family. But that's when things started to get um, you know, harder because then first of all, we started realizing, okay, we're not near family. We, we, as much as we love adventuring, we have ventured away from our families, away from those supports, um, that when you have babies and you need help, you know, that we were missing. So my, we had family come fly out to see us very much. So in the first couple of years where we were dealing with three little ones, um, the, you know, the exhaustion, the not sleeping, the, you know, all the craziness that come along with everything now is focused on the, the kids. Yeah. And so we, you know, again, everything was not too bad, but definitely that's where things got a little more challenging. And my husband actually, um, we, um, when I started teaching, he started a business here in Ventura, a window cleaning business. And again, very quickly was able to grow a, a great clientele, um, you know, it definitely was a need, a, a service people needed in the area. Right. So he was able to grow his business very quickly, able to transition it to where he was sending out people and not doing all the labor himself and then giving him the flexibility to stay at home. Teaching was always a very flexible um, thing like that, too, where I had summers off. And so we were what we were trying to create was that balance. Right. Right. Because once you have kids, it's not about all about you right and and where i and him too we all we both wanted to have a balanced healthy life we started feeling very overwhelmed and stressed because we were trying to have that balanced life but we had plates in the air we had the business i had my i was working we had the kids and although again we we felt lucky you know of course, to have all those things. And like you talk about gratitude a lot, 
you know, we were very grateful for what we had, but we were like, oh my gosh, like, okay, here we are. Okay. Right. Ooh, okay. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. And, um, my husband started to not really enjoy, um, his, the, the business side anymore, the business he had, he started to feel burnt out on it. He started to feel, it certainly wasn't bringing him like purpose, like right. me teaching was feeding, um, me feeling like I was making an impact on other people. And it always was a kind of a passion thing. Um, but he started to get tired of that and he didn't go to college and, um, cause he went straight into the workforce. And so we were, we had lots of conversations around, okay, like, what are we going to do in five years? Like, what are we going to do in the next 10 years? And it was really like, literally like, let's just hold on. We got to, we have to just hold on. Like we just got to keep pumping out. We just got to keep grinding and we got to get through these years until we get them into college. And, you know, and that right. of the American dream. Yeah. You know, like all the, all the, um, all of that started to kind of, you know, was weighing on us a little bit. Sure. But again, you know, um, you just do what you have to do, right? Like you just, you wake up every day and you're going to do what you need to do. And again, yeah. where we, we still felt very blessed. I definitely started to feel, we started to feel some, some challenges and, I think the biggest thing um, that I've had to break through, Ken, um, in my life was for the longest time, and like I said, uh, the longest time I thought that you either have balance and, you know, time with your family and your health, you either have that or you have financial success. I always felt like it was an either or and so yes, we had pressure of financial stress in our lives, even though we were both working, you know, with three kids. I mean, California, the expenses, everything, you know, we still had this tightness about our budget that created some stress too. But I, you know, the other thing is when I read 10X, um, the 10X rule. Yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, and when I read that, and I because I I always consider myself someone that didn't have many challenges in my life, and when I got to the part where he talked about the worst place you can be is like the comfortable middle. Yep. I was like, oh God, that's <laughs> I've been in the comfortable middle, where I felt like that was the top, and that is you know like that's my greatest potential, um, and that is like succeeding is being in that comfortable middle. Right. And right. Again, like I said, like for the longest time in, in both of us, both of us, we, we were people that thought that you, you couldn't have everything. It was like you were having in life. You had to choose like, right. But if, if you wanted financial success, you had to like go to work straight out of, you know, like 18, you hit the grind and you keep grinding for the next 40 years of your life until, you know, and I, that's why I thought, like, I thought that, you know, if I wanted to pursue financial success, it was going to be to the sacrifice well, uh, of other things. And, uh, and that's where I feel like I've had to, like, where I had to reshape my thinking. Right, right. And I, I, I get that. But, you know, my, my, I've always thought, well, you know, when I read the 10x rule, when I when I was introduced to the Grant Cardone way of thinking, um, I I thought I was doing well in life, right? right? And then yeah. I'm like, well, wait a minute, like I was this web development firm, marketing firm here in Central Ohio, and I didn't go far out of that. 
And then um, one of Grant's guys came to my office and and closed a deal it, for me with a guy in New Zealand. And I'm and he's like, you can do a website in New Zealand, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, why not? Why why wouldn't I? Like it never occurred to me, right? I don't right. know why. That's dumb, but like you know. And then all of a sudden the blinders came off, and I'm like, holy crap! And, and and I went and I met with Grant and and he's like, so what do you want? And I'm like going, uh, I I mean I I want a private jet too, right. <laughs> like, and I had never even considered that as a possibility really in life, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly the thought I had. I had never even considered the possibility yeah. at all in my life. Right. Um, financial success was something that I could achieve without losing um, the other things I cared about. And um, right, that right. was certainly eye opener for me. So, so I mean, and I can't even believe we've been, been on here 42 minutes already. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's been 37. Um, but so, so, you know, if we fast forward a little bit, you've, you've, um, Certainly in your, your teaching career, you've excelled far beyond what you probably ever imagined because um, you're, you're not a teacher teacher anymore, right? No, no. I went into administration. I went back and got my master's uh, about five years ago now. Wow. And uh, that was a challenge too, Ken. I tell you what, right again, like, you know, you have kids. Uh, we, you know, we had kids. I was working during the yeah. day. My husband had his business and yeah. I was going to school at night. For Jeez. two years. Talk about um, a grinding down of it. And that did take a toll on me. Um, uh, you know, I was exhausted after that, but we did it, right? You, you you do it. You push yourself to get to that next step. Yeah. We got through that. I went into administration um, mostly because I wanted to have a larger influence. Out of my classroom, I wanted to have an influence on the whole school. And, you know, just to talk a little bit about that, you know, I see so many entrepreneurs um, talk about what schools are not doing, right. um, what schools are not teaching. And I just want to say that I've had my bootstraps on the ground in education for 19 years. And I agree that there are major things that we need to be teaching kids. And I have been working on those things, um, things that have nothing to do with content, science, you know, the, the subjects that have everything to do with building um, the personal skills, the right. social emotional skills, the leadership skills and kids. And I, for the past two years, have been working on um, bringing a program to my school that is actually, I'm sure you've heard of Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective yep. people. Yep. Love that. His, yeah. His son wrote a book for kids, seven habits of happy kids. Wow. Same seven habits, same exact lessons same exact information except told in a way and, and taught in a way that kids can understand. And so I've been working for the past few years to bring that program um, to full development at my school because five-year-olds can learn to begin with the end in mind as well. Five that is, learn. that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So that's a big passion of mine in, in my job right now is really bringing that kind of um, education to children they 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 take it in like a sponge. They understand yeah. it. Um, I almost find that, you know, like the simplified language of it, you know, helps me teach it to adults because it's um, 
you know, seven basic habits, right, that I wish I had been taught early on, but none of that existed in education. There, there has been no personal development books are really for adults. And I feel like there's a big missing hole yeah. where we should be bringing that to kids. So um, if anybody out there in your community is a big entrepreneur and wants to make a difference, feels the same way, like feels like, oh, my God, schools are failing. Schools aren't doing this. Schools aren't doing that. Contact me. You know, I have a way that you can support the program that I'm putting in on the ground. And, um, you know, you can feel like you're part of the change versus feeling like your hands are tied and all you can do is lament about what schools are not doing because um, that's a big passion point of mine. So that's that's incredible. And and, and this world, especially with the education system, needs some disruptors. I mean, I, I, I I've told this story many times. I I um, I, I I didn't um, graduate high school. And and it was because I didn't get a biology credit. And I remember right. arguing with the guidance counselor like, dude, I'm never I hated biology. I'm never right. going. It's not going to apply to my life ever. Right. Let's just let's give me the certificate because I right. aced calculus and trig right. and and all that. And he's like, nope, it's the rules. And I'm like, well, your rules are, you know what? And and right. I, 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 I just said, well, then I, I'm done, man. I'm out. See you. Peace. Yeah. And I left. And. Yeah. And and didn't go to college, but I, I, you know, one of the things that I've done in in my life, and I know you do too, is I I've you know, and I think it was it, well, I know it was Jim Rohn said something to the effect of a formal education will will make you rich, um, a in self education will make you wealthy or something like that, right? I I don't know what it is. Somebody can type it in if you know what it is, but. Um, so like I spent, you know, from the age of 20 years old, when I realized I didn't know anything about the career path I had chosen, which was sales. Um, I started, I mean, every uh, thousands of books I've read and I continue to read nonstop every single day and learning and applying that to my life and making mistakes and then fixing them. And that, you know, and that, uh, huh? That's education. You're educating yourself. That's it. That's it. I need to learn. That's the thing. You know, I think it's about you have to you have you have the freedom to choose what you want to learn. Right. And you have access to the resources you need. Yes. And and the the great thing is that technology has come a long way to, to create that to start to create an impact in education, because back when we were in school, if the book wasn't in the library, right you didn't have access to it you know so with the internet and with all the resources there are with all that you know you can really create um kids can choose there is a lot more freedom in choosing like what do you what most interests you yeah what do you want to learn about um how are you how do you want to show what you're what you learned you know and there's that freedom and we have that that element definitely exists in education and and a lot of people don't know that that aren't in education, but there's a lot of amazing things happening. Yes. Um, but yes, it does take um, people that are wanting to make that change. And it, it does take, I think um, there's, there's a missing partnership between business and education. There's a huge missing gap where companies and businesses and organizations could be investing 
and partnering with their local schools yeah. to create more opportunities for real life education. Um, because it's an, you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's a big missing piece there. Well, um, and, and so, you know, it, and you know, I think that with what you're doing, obviously, um, that's your way of, of in effect, you know, causing ripples in the universe and, and positively impacting the world. And that's amazing. So, so, you know, let's talk about, let's shift gears a little bit, um, and talk about the, um, at some point you became an entrepreneur as still as a teacher or a print. Well, you're a principal of a school now, right? right. So, so, yeah. so let's talk about that a little bit. So my husband, you know, my husband and I had the, the, the window cleaning business and like, like my parents, my husband did the majority of the business and I would help with the billing and yeah. the, and the, all the, that side of it. So, you know, I felt like I was, I was already, you know, helping run a business, um, but definitely lots of overhead, lots of liability and lots of time involved in running that business. Yes. Um, but anyways, again, like I, I didn't know I was about to start a whole nother career path. I, I didn't know because when I found the opportunity that came across my path, it wasn't that I was looking for an opportunity. Um, I just, I was introduced to a product, you know, that in, in the network marketing space, I had many friends that, that did, um, I had some mom friends that did, um, jewelry businesses and clothing businesses. I was always happy to go shop. <laughs> right. So I been around network marketing as a customer for years and always enjoyed an, an opportunity for a night out with the girls, go shop, go have some wine and some appetizers, hang out with friends, buy some new stuff. Hey, it was great. Um, but I had never, I never considered it as a, a, a career choice or an additional um, path for me in business. But, you know, like I was telling you, the hardest part of my life came when we had all these plates in the air and everything was about giving to my career, giving you know, my husband, giving to his career, us giving to our kids. Right. And we were all very active, healthy people, but I was starting to feel like I was burning out. Right. I was starting to feel like the candle was burning at both ends to the point for too many years in a row that I was starting to think, okay, like here's where, here's where the, you know, like that, that thing they talk about the, the hill. Yeah. Yes. Here's like going to start to go down. So, um, but I just figured that's what it is. But anyways, I came across a friend who was sharing a product. Um, and, and she was a mom and she was just talking about how it was helping her with, her energy levels and her cognitive function and coming home from work. She was feeling great. She was exercising more because she wasn't tired. Um, and, and I was like, Hmm, I, I remember just messaging her and saying, what are you doing? Because you know, I'm tired. I'm, I'm burnt out at the end of the day. And um, what are you doing? So she told me about the product and it was a nutritional supplement. I, I was very skeptical to try it because um, I, I just, Who's not skeptical? <laughs> right. I, I typed into Google like scam and I was like looking for information that was going to tell me it was a scam or <laughs> not that it didn't work or whatever. But, right. um, and I did find some bad articles because you can find bad articles about anything online. But yes. Eventually I was watching her for so long and I was reading other testimonies of people for so long. I think it was about five months. 
and I kept on coming across mothers, um, a lot of educators. I kept on finding testimonies that I was just like, you know what? I just needed to give this a shot, see if it makes me feel like these people feel. And then if it doesn't, I'll move on. And so in April, 2015, I, 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 start, I started taking the product, um, the nutritional supplement, and within the end of the week, like, I was like, I felt like I had just hit the, um, you know, button for a reverse time, like, 10 years, and I felt amazing. Um, my body felt nourished. I was, like, waking up before my alarm. I was staying up past my kids. I felt on point all day. I wasn't getting tired. I wasn't feeling burnout. I was just feeling incredible and I knew at the end of that first week like one of the things I knew without a doubt was I'm never I'm not going back to what I felt like the past three four years um and I just start I kept on taking the product but along the way I had people asking me about what I was doing um because they noticed differences in me and very quickly I had a few few friends that were like Claudia you know I I need something to help me I'm, I'm exhausted too you know so <laughs> I started, I started connecting people to the, you know, the referral link as a customer. Yeah. Started getting the product for free. Um, kept on having people ask me about it. And then finally decided it made no sense for me not to become a free distributor. Um, because there was no other, I was already sharing. I was already doing the work of recommending it to people and very happily talking to people about it to tell them what it was doing for me to listen to what, it, you know, what they were dealing with to see if it could help them. Yeah. And this became a passion of mine. So I stopped kind of watching TV at night. You know, that's what I used to do at the end of the day when I was exhausted was, you know, watch a Netflix show or something. So I started on social media sharing um, information about the product and started to grow a business. Um, four months into it, I hit a bonus in the company that allowed me to go trade in my Toyota minivan for Lexus. <laughs> wow. And that was the first time in my life I was like, oh my, what? Like, this is, I was just like, okay, in education, it takes a lot of years to get like, you know, <laughs> a, a little salary raises and stuff. And yeah. um, I just love doing it. I just love sharing it. And I knew that I was not going to stop taking the product. And I saw it making an impact positive impact on people over and over and over again. And so it kind of just grew. But when I hit that car bonus is when I started to, you know, the light bulb went off for me to go, you know what, I'm part of an opportunity I have right now to really invest some time instead of the TV time, invest some time and really run with this. Um, because I had a lot of people I knew could use it. And I, and I knew a lot of people had never heard of it. So I just kept on sharing in my free time around my job and the impact kept on rolling in and people kept on loving the product and sharing the product. And three years have gone by since that day I started the product myself and we were able to hit the top rank of the company, bringing in over six figures into our home a year that allowed us to sell my husband's business um, wow. and really take a load of stress off our plate. And this, but this, this is all not, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, like, this is all just like a, 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 a it started as like kind of a side thing that, you, you know, like, and, yeah. and, and it's really what it is, is it's attraction marketing. Like, you know, you're right. It's just, 
know. I mean, to me, what I find is I used to post pictures of my coffee all the time. I used to post, you know, you know, loving my coffee, you know, and I used to post pictures. I've always posted about things I've loved and enjoyed. And yeah, me and, and that's a big thing for me is I never, you know, I had a I used to think sales was like about convincing someone about something. And I never like I never considered a job in sales because I, I didn't want to be a person that like I what I thought was sales. You know, my mindset around what sales was is is again, right. it was wrong. Because really what sales is, is, you know, when you have something that you know can deliver value to people and it's your job to educate people and inspire people to give it a shot, you know, to me, that's more like education than sales, but that's what it is. You know, that's what sales is, is you are helping consumers solve problems and it's your job to help them understand how you can help them. Right. And I was, um, again, in 100%, my confidence came from knowing what it had done for me. I never had um, fear of sharing because I knew, you know, I I was so confident in my experience. I just felt like I was a testimonial. Yeah. And people that were looking and curious and looking for some help in those in the areas it helped with, like that would trust me to try it. I knew it would bring positivity to their life. And so, um, yeah, it is like attraction marketing. It's everybody's. If you're posting on social media, right? Um, you know, if you're posting your vacation, if you're posting your favorite restaurant, you're selling. You might not be gaining anything out of selling those things, but you are. You're right. making someone else go, huh, I want to go on that trip. Right. Or, huh, I should go check out that restaurant. And so that's really what I'm doing is I'm just promoting something that I personally use and love. Right. And I educate people on how it can help them. And, um, and for, and, and then also because it's an opportunity to grow an income as well, I do find people that are also looking for a way to bring income into their home. Right. To financial stress in their life as well. So. Well, and, and, you know, it's, it's an amazing product and, and company. I've, I, I, I use it right. and, and I don't promote it, but I use it and, and love it. So. Um, and, and I know a lot of people that, that use it and promote it and love it, but you know, so, so the, the, um, so you've, you've done very well. And I saw, I saw you, um, at, at the company, um, national convention, um, and I believe or international convention, I don't know what they call it, but, um, and you were in invited to be in the VIP section of of like hanging out with the 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 upper level people i believe um well with that i you know i paid to be in the vip section oh okay i invested i invested to be in that section because if i'm gonna go to learn i'm gonna put myself in the front of the room love Um, that right like i'm gonna show up with you know i'm gonna soak in every last bit of information i can get from the people who have created success ahead of me and that's one as an educator, when I came into this industry, I knew nothing about network marketing, but I knew I was passionate about the product and I knew that I was willing to learn. Right. Because I've always had the growth mindset and I was like, so I was coachable. And when someone said to me, Claudia, look, just, you know, do what I do, you know, like follow the, follow the footsteps of the people who have created success ahead of you and this will duplicate. Right. That's, you know, so I was totally open to going like, heck yeah, if I don't have to reinvent the wheel, like I will immerse myself in just 
looking at, you know, finding a mentors above me. And luckily yeah. I just incredible mentors above me um, that have taught me the right way. Right. Certainly, there's certainly the wrong way to do things in network marketing. And I'm sure you've been pitched and DM'd and, uh. you know, hey, do you want to make $10,000 next month and join my opportunity and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, luckily I was mentored in the right way. I was mentored in a customer service way that it's all about helping people, educating people about the product, helping people. It's not about spamming your opportunity all over the place. So luckily um, I had the right mentorship going in and I've been able to duplicate that kind of leadership down because that's another piece is, um, you know, when you're growing a team, you're growing, um, you're duplicating, right? You're right. Right. You not want people to be able to follow the system, a simple system. You want them to duplicate leadership. Um, I yes. need my I need to grow leaders under me so that they can, you know, be the next layer of leadership for the incoming people. So we've got layers and layers of leadership. Um, and, and also, again, it's been able that's made it possible for me because I, you know, I still I still work time as a principal so when i'm in the school year you know 7 a.m to 5 p.m i'm not available right but because there's layers of leadership within my network um my people have access to those people you know without having to rely upon me so what um, what is the somebody asked and we're we're almost at the end of the hour. i can't even believe it's been an hour already um but we we can go a little bit over but um, there's, there are some questions I want to ask you and, and, sure. and, um, but there, somebody did ask, what's the product? Go ahead and tell them. The product is called Thrive and it's by Lavelle Brands. The company has been around for five years. Ken takes it. Yep. Um, he's used it. I have been using it. It, what it is essentially, um, in the sea of the supplement world, it's, it's just a very high quality, um, number one, because, Quality of ingredients matter yep. in the supplement world. Number two, absorption rate matters in the supplement world. But it's basically core nutrition. You're just feeding your body um, 100 different premium nutrients um, in the first 30 minutes of your day. Yep. Part of those nutrients, um, I don't know if you can see me, time yep. release your skin. Um, this is called Dermafusion Technology. And basically, you're just starting your day with a core base of nutrition that helps your body perform at its best, Cognitively, physically, yep. digestively, it, it just does everything that your body needs. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. So it's it's that, and people come to it for a lot of different reasons. Can I don't know why you what initially prompted you to try it, but for me, like I said and mentioned, it was it was the energy, the natural energy, and yep. the cognitive and I was looking for. Because to be honest, I was drinking coffee in the morning. I was drinking coffee at 3 p.m. And I was still tired. Yeah. So that's what prompted me. What prompted you to try it? Somebody pushing me. <laughs> Car it, it was Carrie Ann Tobin. She's like, you've yeah. got to try it. You've got to try it. You've got to try it. And I, I, uh, so I did. And, and I, I'm like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. It really, truly is. Like, and I hope for you, um, cause we've talked and a, a big benefit for you was the digestive health. Yep. Um, things around your gut health, um, keeping your gut healthy and yep. the bad bacteria away and the healthy back, anything that's related to the gut is, yeah. is um, a huge aspect of it. So anyways, it's, it's, um, a, yeah. it's an incredible, 
And I want to encourage anybody that, that, you know, would like to try it or talk about it, like to reach out to, to you because you're, you know, the stuff. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I, I am a promoter, but I don't promote it. Cause, and honestly, I just don't like, I coach some people in the network marketing world and I'm not, I just can't, I'm not commingling with all that anymore. So, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, um, I, I love the product. I do love the product and I use, I use several, um, network marketing products, send out cards. Um, I love that. I love that company. I love that product. I'm friends with, with the CEO of send out cards. So, and you know, I, I think that, um, you know, what I'd like to do though, is kind of shift back a little bit towards, um, the, the breakthrough part. So, um, you know, because we're, we're a little bit over in time now and I want to, I want to shift back a little bit. So let's talk yeah. about, um, from your perspective, um, you see people that, that are stuck. I know you do. I see people that are oh, yeah. stuck. Wh- what do you think the biggest mistake is that, um, that people are making that, that keep them stuck from your perspective? I think people give up too quickly. I think that the biggest thing in life and business, whether it's network marketing or it's a traditional business, I mean, there's businesses open and close every single day. What's the differentiator? You know, I think that um, now, of course, you know, you have to your, your business has to fulfill a need. You can't, you can be the greatest business person ever, but if you don't have a product that is a need for people, you know, like it's not going to matter. Like you have to have that combination of you are providing value to people. Um, you are exactly, uh, yeah, you are providing value. People become loyal customers and loyal customers to the point at which they also refer other people to you. So this is in any business. Yes. Businesses are built on loyal customers that also then are like, telling other people about you because they value the product so much that they're willing to say, you got to use this guy. you got to try, you know, this is where, this is what I use. Um, right. Right. I think the big thing that people where people fail is um, when they begin to hit challenges. Yeah. Um, that whole thing of like, you know, people, you know, the success, all the things around success and what does success look like, you know, and you see the mountain sticking out of the ocean or yeah. the straight line, you know, Success in, in, in business, um, and in life, you know, is not a straight line. You come across challenges. And I think the biggest thing is people let the challenges take them down too quickly here. Um, versus uh, knowing that, you know, here's the thing is I know that there's challenge. I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, there's going to be challenges that come across my path today. I'm ready for them. Yeah. I'm preparing myself for them. I am making myself better um so that when i come across that challenge it's immediate my first thought is how do i solve it not oh crap oh my god I uh, yeah can't make it oh my god because i think it's how you respond to challenge in your life and that's habit number one yeah proactive versus reactive you have got to be proactive expect challenge be ready to push right on through it um, be creative to be a problem solver, figure out what you need to do. 
to fix the problem. Sometimes it might be that you need help from somebody, but you have to be focused on problem solving because too many people hit a challenge yep. and they immediately start self-sabotaging and are like, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. Um, you know, and they, and they quit. So it, it, it's, it's, there's a very common theme, by the way, with everybody I ask that question is, is, you know, it does come down to mindset. But, you yeah. know, I, I would say to you, like, and, and I ask this question of every guest, and, and that is, if you have somebody, because we've all, well, most people have been, um, you know, whether it's in your early 20s or, or in your late 40s, um, or 60s or 80s, I don't know, everybody's faced challenges where they're like, so broke, they can't pay the bills, they can't pay, you know, the utilities are getting shut off, the whatever, right? So so if somebody came to you, and I'm sure you've had people, you know, contact you or reach out to you and say, you know, with their, their sob story, and, and I don't say that making fun, I've been there, I've had the same sob story, you know, but if somebody reaches out to you and they say, Claudia, I, I, my, my electric's getting shut off tomorrow. My car was just repossessed. I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. I can't, you know, I, what, what do I do? What do I do? What are you going to say to that person? Like, what are you, you going to say to them? Very first thing. You know, Ken, the thing is, is when someone's in that situation, and here's the thing, you can always change your situation. That yeah. would be the first thing I'd say to them. You can always change your situation. Yes. But nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. Because if you're in that situation, something you've made some choices. Yeah. The, you've made some bad choices. Because the thing is, is I've worked since I was 10 flipping years old. Right. You know, and so I've been able, and I've worked two jobs and three jobs at the same time. Right. To make sure that I had to be, that so I was able to pay my bills. And I, we live in a, we live in a country that, I'm sorry, like, you can make money. <laughs> but you cannot be full of excuses. And, you know, maybe it's not your dream job and it's not your dream path, but you need to, you need to be bringing money into your home. You need to be bringing money in and you need to stop spending money on everything that's not a necessity. Right. Um, and if part of your situation is because you've done some things, you know, because it's a mindset thing or you're self-sabotaging yourself, if you're putting things into your body that are only hindering you, like yeah. maybe that's the first step someone needs to take. Because sometimes when someone's hitting rock bottom like that, it's not it's not because they just don't have a business, like the, the, the career path has gone wrong. Right. It's because they're, they've done things to themselves that have gone wrong too. And, right. and, and so you have to be willing to be honest with yourself and be able to look at what this is the thing where I've heard that quote, right? You have to take accountability for everything in your life, both positive and bad. Yep. You have to take responsibility. It's you. Yep. You have the power to change your life, but you cannot sit there as a victim and you can never and you cannot dwell on the mistakes of the past. Right. You can't. You can't sit there and go, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. You know, the longer you stay stuck in lamenting and regretting, the longer you prolong the state at which you're in. So release the guilt trip on yourself. Yep. 
be know that okay no matter how bad it is you can take a step forward in the right direction yeah find people that are successful and can be a positive for you get rid of all the negative people in your life both in the real world and on social media yes people like you right and you that that can be a positive right because that's another huge thing like you have got to be willing to cut the ties of everything that is in the past and let it go let it go the longer you carry that load of the, the mistakes the longer it prolongs and whether that is that you have been victimized in the past or that you just made p- bad choices in the past whatever it is it may or may not be your fault right in your mind right right but you have to let it go yep and 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 be, and know that there is abundant opportunity around you everywhere abundant opportunity like my opportunity with this company was free <laughs> right. and so sometimes i'll talk to somebody about that and say look you know i've been able to create a major financial influx in my family with an hour a day my phone and social media for free right but i was willing to put in the work right because it doesn't come for free it still takes work it does old school new school however the opportunities roll out one of the things i know that my parents always taught me is like you have to have a work ethic and you have to be really to roll up those sleeves and get to work yep you have we all have the same hours in the day but you know where there's a will there's a way so You know, you have to be willing to move forward. Yep, um, I agree. I'm going to say one last thing, Ken, because this was something um, that stuck with me a lot in my life. So my parents, you know, like I told you, my, my dad immigrated, and he, um, you know, he's all about history and teaching me about the family line and the history of our family. And he has a book with all of our lineage in it and stuff. And there's a, we have a family crest, um, which the image of it, he had it in stained glass on our window growing up, and there was a saying with it. Um, and the saying in German was immer vorwärts. And I remember seeing and looking at that often in my life and not really, really understanding the message, but the words translate to always forward. And I say I that again, forward. always what? Forward. Okay. Immer vorwärts translates to always forward and if anything my parents have lived a life like that they while they had stress and 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 challenges along the way they were always positive um and and joyful people um and focused on the now and the future and so like you have to have that you have to be looking forward and know that no matter what happened or translates like from the past, you know, you all, you're moving forward and you can use the mistakes as opportunities to grow. Yep. You know, I teach children and mistakes are part of education, of learning everywhere in life. Like you cannot feel guilty about making a mistake. Like, yes, I want you to learn from the mistake, but many of the things we learn in life come from mistakes that we've made. Yeah. It helped us understand on a deeper level what we care about, what's important to us, 
what we value, um, you know, natural consequences of certain choices. So every mistake you've made has has been an opportunity for you to learn. So don't let it be um, a reason for you to not move forward. I, 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 I totally agree. I, we, we had family movie night last night and we all decided on watching, um, that, that movie. I can only imagine. And wow, what a powerful movie. Powerful, powerful. Okay. I have to not to put that on my list because I haven't seen it. It's, it's on pay-per-view and I'm telling you, it'll be the best five bucks you've ever spent. Like it'll blow you away. It's, it's incredible. Um, awesome. You know, it's got it's it does have a religious undertone, but whatever I you know, I, it's got a great great message and it's based it's all true. It's a true story, mm-hmm. so it's incredible. But hey, listen, we are an hour and twelve minutes in, thirteen minutes in, um, and I just want to say thank you so much. I really genuinely appreciate you taking the time. I know it's early in California, early ish in California. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I've, I've watched you. Um, I know you're a leader globally in your company. You're, you're an amazing rock star. Um, and and I'm, I'm honored to call you a friend. And I've actually, you're not even part of the my upline or whatever, and you've helped me out freely. You don't make a nickel off of anything I buy. And, and you've explained things to me I didn't understand, and I'm so grateful for you. So. Yeah. Um, how do people follow you? Um, at Claudia Steppen, I, you know, I'm on mostly on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, all under the same name. Um, so that any of those places work. Awesome. Well, Claudia, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and sharing some of your wisdom. Anybody watching, if you want to want want to know more and want to learn from Claudia, definitely follow her. And that's one of the things I, 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 I love about her is, you know, she comes on, um, she comes on Facebook and she'll do live streaming and, and she doesn't try to sell. Uh, in fact, I, I've seen times where you talk about the benefits and you don't even mention the company name. Like, it's incredible. So I think you're a rock star. Um, I love everything that you do. And, and as you already know, if there's anything I can ever do to help you, all you have to do is ask. So yeah. thank and, you. To- Ken, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, you have a lot of powerhouse guests. So I feel really honored to be in your lineup. And for everybody who I'm friends with that's not friends with Ken, I highly recommend you follow Ken. Um, you put out amazing content yourself. And Thanks. always, again, social media can be a place where people are connecting with positive people that you know linking arms and surrounding yourself by people who are on a positive mission i see so many people complain about social media and i'm like if you're complaining about social media you haven't taken control of your social media yeah because you get you get to decide who you're connecting with it's not like force fed that's right find other people that are using social media the right way and connect with them and ken is certainly one of those people that i highly recommend people follow and stay connected with again you're so giving of your time as well um you know you you have that abundant mindset of of the more you give the more comes back to you and i appreciate you um inviting me on yeah you're you're more than welcome the honor is mine so thank you so much thank you for your kind words too so um again thank you to everybody who has liked this and shared it and loved it and 
everything. I, I appreciate it. I know Claudia does as well. So um, thank you all, and we will see you tomorrow on Breakthrough Walls. Have a great day. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. All right. See you guys later. Bye.